Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host, Russ Ellis. Good afternoon. This is Russ Ellis, and I am the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, A Father's Perspective on Raising a Chronically Old Child. Um, I'm, tonight's episode is going to be Mixed Thoughts. Um, I've been interrupted every time I tried to pick a topic this week <clears throat> with little things that just draw your attention away, uh, your attention away. Um, so we're, I'm while I thought I was underprepared, one uh, topic did boil to the top, and I've learned to trust my intuition, and so I'm going to run with it. And a series of events have happened just this past week that um, that just drew this to me, you know, this idea to me. Um, and it's how we gather things, whether it's stuff or whether it's ideas and concepts, or whether it's people that are in our lives. And I I just had the experience today about the people in my life who represent different things to me. And then that tied in with um, what I've got in my shed, and then that tied in with thoughts that I've had and gathered and kind of hung on to in my head as I learned how to act in life as we move forward. And the similarities are, are kind of uh, interesting. And the whole, the whole thing started when I was uh, trying to do a project over the weekend, and I had to, I've got an 8 by 10 shed, and it's got about uh, 25 by 50 worth of stuff in it. Um, so I had to unload the thing to get at the the tools that I needed to do the project. So that was, number one, a project unto itself. And then I had to do the project itself. <laughs> and it just got me thinking. And how we come into this world and we, we start listening to the information being fed to us from, you know, uh, TV, radio, newspaper, parents, um, you know, people in authority, and how that kind of slants our view on different things, and we try to do it, you know, we try to make it so it fits our way of thinking. Um, and I'm not saying this very well, but but we, we gather our, our living information from the universe or the... the um, particular universe, whether it's the things that uh, I just said, the TV, radio, 
whatever, <clears throat> or those people close to us who may have a a wrong uh, viewpoint on a particular thing, but we pick up on it anyway. And things, and, and the reason I bring this up is that when I was looking in my shed, I, I unloaded half of it just to, just to do this 10-minute project. It took me all day to put it back together. But <clears throat> as, I'm, as, I'm, as I've started this whole process back 30 years ago, I found all of these concepts and ideas and thoughts and prejudices and all of these things that I had in my head that just weren't working for me. You know, I, I I do what I thought was right, and it would fall flat as a pancake. You know, and, and fail miserably. And so I had to go inside my, you know, and and rethink some of the things that that I I thought were true. And what was reminding me of this is the things that I took out of the tool that I uh, out of the shed that I used to think were more valuable than money. You know, things that I gathered to me that I could fix anything. Um, you know, I, and I had, you know, I started looking at the planes that I own. And the planes, uh, the smallest one, uses a single-edge razor. Now, that's a pretty small plane, and you better be working on some very soft wood. Or I've got another one, the biggest one, it takes two, two men and a small boy to push. Okay, so I've got all these fancy tools and I've got all these thoughts that over the course of time I've had to go back and look at and change. So how does this how does this tie together? And I guess the part that, that is I'm trying to tie it together with is, is the shed or the shedding of the concepts that don't work. And I gotta tell you, there are days when you're gonna have to be very strong and very powerful to to take a look at some of this stuff because you've you've believed in it for a very long time and admitting that it's wrong and doesn't work takes a little bit of chutzpah. But it takes a whole lot more chutzpah to go inside and say, okay, that didn't work and it ain't working and I gotta think that differently and figure it out. So again, these are just similarities and correlations of, of you know thought processes that uh, I've been going through for a long time, and then just this past week, in you know, uh, as the latest thing that I've done, you know, is I'm seeing all this stuff that I gathered in my shed. I mean, there are bits of wood and pieces of metal and and screws and nails and bent nails and screws that the head got screwed, you know, got stripped. <clears throat> but you never know, you may need it someday, you know, so you don't want to throw it away. People in my life, I, I just met with my men's group this afternoon, we met to lunch, and I, you know, I've been busy doing this project and I haven't been as attentive to them as I had been in the past and I haven't seen them for like four or five months. And you go from every week to four or five months, it's a long time. So as I'm looking at them, each of them represented a different thing in my life. Now, two of the guys who called this luncheon didn't show up. And one of them, great idea, man. You know, and it kind of goes away after that. 
another one is that's very important to me right after this. And then there's another one who has been my absolute torture man. He's been pushing me and goading me and shaming me and, you know, to keep me moving forward when I dig in. And, you know, I mean, I love the guy. <laughs> he's absolutely the best, most spiritual man I've ever met. But he's a pain in the ass because he makes me work hard and look at things that don't, I don't want to look at. Then we've got the one who's the wouldn't say shit if he had a mouthful, all right, and do whatever everybody else wants to do. And then we got a new guy who's really tapped into his spiritual life. Again, these these late-stage um, bloomers, I, I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but we're all older as we start out. You know, we begin with the thoughts that are put in our heads. Coming to understand that they don't work takes, a, you know, as I said, takes a lot of chutzpah because then you have to question, you know, um, the authorities. You have to question what you're being told. You have to question how do you feel. It, it's really hard uh, to look at this stuff, but it's also absolutely um, freeing to to come to con you know come to uh, grips with the change that needs to take place in order for you to have a relatively decent life that that's a little smoother that follows what's happening in the real world not living somebody else's idea of what's right and again I'm jumping back and forth here you know we go people we got things. We get ideas, and I'm trying to tie the shed as the, uh, the gathering place for all of the things where our head is the gathering place for all our ideas, concepts, and, and beliefs. And the people that we put in our lives <clears throat> are is, is somewhere in that mix. <laughs> um, but yet they are a very important part of how we we're able to do this by helping each other as we started down this road. You know, when you, when we began this, uh, 20, 27 or 37 years ago, 27 uh, years ago, uh, as a men's group, <clears throat> nobody had any idea what to do or how to do it. Um, and so we just gathered together and we came with a plan. We are going to show up, be present, and share our truth at that moment, knowing that it was going to change as we move forward. Um, nobody was in charge, all right? Uh, we shared responsibility to uh, run the meetings. Um, sometimes we go every other every week. Sometimes we go quarterly. I mean, we just change it around to try to keep things. Uh, able to be done in a, in a manner that kept us moving forward. And yeah, we did things like, you know, uh, sweat lodges and trust work and reading and uh, coming out into the world, bringing what we had out into the world by feeding the homeless. Uh, we did the Adopt a Highway for 10 years and <clears throat> we planted gardens and 
and fruit trees in places that needed beauty and and uh, you know that that's that has been a huge part of my ability to change my life is because when we come together in community we can change our world when we come together in competition it's headbutting you know <clears throat> so it it's it does you good to be talking to other men, not competing with them, you know. And that's why I'm starting this project. <clears throat> Excuse me. This project is, is to just give guys a place to talk about how they're doing, you know. The, the stress of having a child that's sick is just, you know, there are no levels of language, there are no levels of companionship, there are no levels of, of understanding, it, you know, there's just nothing out there for how we, you know, how we are, are <clears throat> reacting to the world and the feedback that we, you know, that we get. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so anyway, what I what I want to do is I want to, you know, just try to go back with my go back to the shed, and and to understand that <clears throat> it has been thirteen, almost fourteen years since I built anything of substance, and what I built was the last thing that I built was a. Um, cradle for my first granddaughter. Now, this is a, a mahogany, beautiful piece of work that I, I, I put seven months into. As soon as I found out that my daughter was pregnant, <clears throat> I just went to work on it, and I found specific pieces of wood, and I found a couple of unique pieces of wood that had horn, horn holes in it, and... <clears throat> And I was able to, you know, work that into the texture of the, the product, the end product. Um, but again, that was 13 years ago. I haven't had a, a real project to do since then. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we were divorced and we you know, move out of this place and downsizing. And <clears throat> I think the only downsizing that actually took place was putting all the crap that I had into a smaller space. You know, I've got, like I said, a 25 by 50 worth of stuff in an 8 by 10 space. <laughs> so it gets a little crapped. And I think that's the same thing that happens to our mind, is that our mind gets cramped with all of the misinformation that we get. And it's really difficult to separate ourselves from that because when you look around, everybody believes the same thing. You know, we've become a bunch of sheep. Well, <laughs> to coin a phrase, how's that working for you? You know, it's, uh, we're not locked into this. We're not destined to fail. Unless we don't act, then we're destined to fail. Um, I think that we need, as men, to come together and to just plant a foot and say, the hell with this, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. 
I got to change this. And, and it all starts with you and me, right? You personally, there are 32 million of you, and there's one of me. But I'm willing to be the one that, that starts it with you. And I'll talk to you, and I will help you with any way I can. I'll tell you what I did that didn't work, and I'll tell you what I did that, you know, that may have worked. Uh, although the, the first would be a lot more. Um, and again, I, as, I, as I've said in different places, I've said it in a book, I've said it on different shows, you know, that there is nothing out there for dads to wrap their heads around to get stressed, under, you know, de-stressed. <clears throat> so we need to, um, we need to what? We need to be different. We need to dare to be different. We need to dare to change how we are in our families and within ourselves and how we act out in the community. And I think once we just start talking, as simple as sounding thing as that is, that's going to take us where we need to go, all right? And we're going to make a difference in the world, all right? Uh, as soon as we can come together and, you know, and, and just know that we're not crazy and you're not alone and you are not unique, you are not separate, you're not different, you're not bad, you're not any of the negatives that go along with this. Again, we need to go back to that uh, the shed and start clearing it out. How much stuff do I need, actually? I need one one Phillips, one regular, and uh, X head, and maybe one medium plain, and you know, one uh, box of sandpaper instead of eighty-five, and you know, just and then also the thoughts that are in our minds that say, you know, we're not good enough, we're not. Uh, you know, we we don't matter. Uh, those all got to go. You know, and you are, <clears throat> as I am, the uh, culmination of our thoughts. And this working on me is the hardest work I've ever done. You know, physically, emotionally, any work that I've ever done anywhere, this has been the hardest thing to do because I had to look at me, and I I didn't like me. You know, and, and I was very afraid to change because that meant, oh, geez, you know, maybe I'm uh, I'm not good enough or all of this is the negative stuff. Well, I'm telling you right here, right now, that I'm not crazy and I'm not stupid, but I'm, I am good enough. I'm good enough to step up and say, hey, guys, here's a flag. Let's go. Follow me and let's, let's do something different. Let's make it bigger, better, more, and, and change our corner of the world. With that, I'm going to take a moment and play an ad for you here, and then we'll come back and uh, see how else we can de-shed some of this information. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh, it sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, WickedHousewivesOnCapeCod.com. 
Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Oh, I was hoping that would run longer. But there we go. <clears throat> so I guess my, my metaphor here for the shed is, is my shed is the place that I hold all the things that I've gathered over my lifetime. And it tends to be, you know... Uh, Nails and tools and electric tools and and storage bins and and not so much paint because uh, in the shed it would freeze but uh, painting tools and and plumbing tools and electrical tools and you know on and on and on and then in my, in my thought process I had to change all of the things that I learned early on in life and or not relearn, but maybe adapt them so that they they fit into how I feel, how I perceive myself in this day. Um, and, and that's different and different by a lot. <clears throat> and it also comes to people, you know, people in your lives. As you do this work, you're going to lose people out of your life. Um, it just seems to be the, the way it goes there not interested in getting better with you. They're more interested in holding you back. You know, they, they say things like, who the hell do you think you are? You know, and why are you doing that? You know, you, you, come on, let's go have a beer. Let's go watch TV or, or a ball game or something. But you need to be strong and not, not fall for it, you know. Um, again, as I said, working on me is the hardest work I've ever done in my life. And I think that this is, once we get this going out there, when we learn to talk to each other, to be there for each other, to reach back and help the guys, the new guys coming forward, you know, it, it's, it doesn't matter where you are in this process. If we come together, I believe in my heart of hearts that we can change ourselves, our families, um, how we are in the world, and and we certainly, certainly, certainly will make a difference. And as far as I'm concerned, the the cornerstone of this country has been in families. And right now, the families are broken. You know, just in the regular, going in, no other problems, the divorce rate is 50-50, all right? When you add a sick child to that, it, the numbers jump to 80%, 80-plus percent. So if we only start small and we have 1% the first year. That's still pretty good. We've got 32 million of us, you know, just in the um, uh, chronic illness department, okay? But this information, you know, it it translates across the board to many other um, men. And and I got to tell you, one of the things that I've discovered as as I've gone forward and I've researched, whatever I research, it always comes back to we have a 
crisis of masculinity is what it appears. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Um, but the crisis is, you know, that, that, that we've gone beyond um, competition. You know, now it's uh, like the guy who uh, bought the rights to that drug and upped it 7,000% price-wise. Price and, you know, 7,000%. For a drug that helps supposedly helps people, that's that's the the dysfunction. That's the dysfunctional side of the process, you know. Because you go, you know, it's like a a pendulum, you know. It, it just goes side to side, and and it's 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 okay over here in the middle, and then you're you're negative on that side, and positive, a little bit more positive over there, and it, and it just because we're not talking to each other. We have, you know, our, our politicians. There is there is nothing that I believe any politician says. I, I don't believe it. If a politician said it, automatically it's a lie. And it, and it just, I've, I've become quite, a, quite a, uh, a skeptic, you know. I mean, I just, I've had enough, you know, America is being sold for profit. You, me, your children, my children, your grandchildren, my grandchildren are being sold for a dollar bill. Okay? <clears throat> I'm done. Okay? I, I'm really done. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to step up and help me fix this, you know, or we're gonna, we're, you can kiss your family goodbye, which is not what we want to do. All right? What I want to do here is to let's let's draw a line in the sand and say it stops here. You know, somebody out there must be uh, a lot more uh, experienced with some of these big issues. You know, like the uh, healthcare industry and the uh, the medical, the uh, people that make the drugs and the insurance companies and you know this this the oil companies. You know, they do seven hundred billion dollars in profit. And it's not excessive profit. And they say that three times, and we believe it. You know, there we go. Like, wow, how do we do that? <laughs> anyway, shedding. Right? Shedding our beliefs, uh, cleaning out the shed, and making space by, you know, downsizing all of the stuff that you no longer need and haven't needed for 13, 15, 20 years, but you never know. You might have needed it. And then letting go of the people who you just just don't want to come along, you know. Don't let them hold you back. It ain't worth it, you know. If if they hold you back, then you're going to get what they got. And take a look at them. Uh, is that what you want? I don't think so. Or at least I hope not. <laughs> um, I can't see, you know, where we are going to do great things when this thing kicks off. And I'm I'm just hopeful that. Uh, you know, it's at some point in this this uh, process that this will get some national attention, and <clears throat> it'll help me get the word out there that the you know that help me raise awareness that this is a problem, and that you know we're working on it and we accept responsibility for what our part in it, and you know we are going to be a difference maker, and. For me, success will be if we save one family. The rest is gravy. So 
I'm uh, getting signals here that uh, time is almost at the end, and I'm excited that uh, that I trusted my intuition, although I'm not sure I, I <clears throat> articulate enough in uh, getting it out there, but I think after I talked long enough and talked enough circles, we brought it all back to a point. So I thank you for taking time to listen, and I will speak with you again in a week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Duct Tape. You may join Russ every Tuesday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening and have a great week.